This week, I'm talking to Guy Roberts of SalesFix Academy about how he helps service writers blow out their shop profits. Sit tight, because you don't want to miss it. Welcome to Ratchet & Wrench Radio, your podcast for strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm Chris Jones, host and editor at Ratchet & Wrench. This week, Guy Roberts and I dive into the inner workings of Sales Fix Academy, what service writers need to do to increase sales and boost profit, and why a highly trained service writer matters to the health and success of the shop. Without further ado, here's my interview with Guy. Hey Guy, welcome to the show. Hey Chris, thanks. Yeah, so Sales Fix Academy, you know, this is a program under the Shop Fix umbrella designed to help service writers maximize their potential. Tell us about Sales Fix, why it started, and why service writers need a dedicated program. Okay. Um, so Sales Fix was started back uh, basically due to a lack of training in the industry for service advisors. So there's a lot out there for technicians, um, but not a lot for advisors. Uh, I came up uh, as an advisor. And honestly, I, I never went to a training uh, for service advising other than through, you know, the owner of my shop trained me. So um, we view uh, independent shop as, as two departments. Uh, there's a sales department at the front and the back is a factory. That's how we view it. So um, years ago, uh, an advisor may have been a technician who was moved to the front um, something like that. So, but the modern day advisors, uh, they don't have to know how to fix the car. They just need to be able to explain what the car needs and sell that service to the, to the customer. So, um, that's basically why we felt like we needed to come up with something to, uh, just hone, hone in on that, on that department, on the front sales department and make it just the best it could be. All right. And you said you were a former sales advisor. Tell us a little bit about your background. Okay. So uh, I came into this industry without any automotive experience whatsoever. Uh, I started working for uh, a shop here in Nashville. Uh, Aaron Stokes is the owner of Eurofix. And I, I came into this industry basically with just, uh, he, he hired me for culture is what is basically what he hired me for. My brother had worked for him as well uh, years, years before me, uh, for a very long time. And, um, so I basically came into this without any, any auto experience and, um, started learning how to, uh, present service and repair to customers, learned about sales, uh, learned how to deal with technicians in the back, um, how to, how to move work through a shop, how to be a leader. And from that, I was a service advisor for, for a few years, moved into management and then into district manager for all of his shops. So as a service advisor or as a former service advisor, shall I say, what are your thoughts on the structure of the program? On the, on our program. Yeah. So, um, what I like about the structure of our program, a lot of shop owners feel like, uh, they need a service advisor at the front desk who knows a lot about how to fix vehicles and, and, you know, can explain minute detail about, let's say, for example, what a secondary air system does for a car, right? What I found helped me was listening to the technician because honestly, the technician is the expert. Uh, the technician knows what the car needs. Uh, they knows how long it takes to fix it, what parts are needed. That's their expertise. My expertise as a service advisor 
is being able to relate that information, relay that information to a customer and relate to them in their situation. So it's my job up front to present what's needed on that customer's car to the customer. And then from there, figure out how do I respond to this customer according to their needs, whether it be, Hey, this is really expensive or I don't trust you or, you know what I mean? So, uh, you just learn how to be a people person. I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest things I ran into that was a struggle for me was taking really personal what the cust- the customer's reaction. You know, we, we call it, we, we look at this as a bad news business sometimes, right? So the customer reacting to what's going on with their car in a negative way. And at, at first, the first few months of me being in a service advising position was, um, it was hard on me. It was, I took a lot of that personally. I, I struggled with uh, dealing with, you know, people's anger and them, you know, lashing out and not being able to sleep at night, but I learned how to cope with those. And I, and I got the training I needed eventually from the owner of that shop and learned how to let those things roll off my bag. It's not, the customer's not mad at me necessarily. They're mad at what's going on with their with their car. And so I'm there to fix their pain. I'm there to take the pain away. I'm there to give them a solution to what's going on with their car. And I think what really helped me was being able to understand that and just be an advocate for the customer and and earn their trust. Yeah. So with the sales fix program, is it open to all shops? It's open to all shops. So um, it's, it's public, Uh, you know, this is, this is obviously birthed out of uh, shop fix uh, Academy, but sales fix um, it is something open to any shop. There is a discount given for shop fix or uh, yeah, for shop fix members. Um, but it is open to the public. And we do have some folks going through that are, have nothing to do with shop fix. They're just here to get, some help on their front counter. And so who is a good candidate for the program? Um, Advisors who've been in the industry for years that are open-minded about what the role is, uh, that make, they make great candidates. Uh, Also people who are new to the industry, who may have a strong sales background, they make fantastic candidates. Where we see a lot of folks really excel in this is the people who don't have any preconceived notions of what a service advisor is. They do fantastic. They just put this stuff into practice and it works. I think people who struggle are people who a lot of times who've been in this industry for years and there's already this preconceived notion of what a service advisor does. And and I think a lot of times those people can struggle with changing the way they view service advising. Okay, so tell us how long the program is. Uh, it's a six-month program. It's completely online. Uh, it's a time-dropped video course. It's complete with tests. Uh, those tests are required to move on to each module. There, there's assignments that are turned in. There's weekly Zoom meetings, classroom setting. So um, it's basically completely online. They don't have to go anywhere to get the program. You know, they don't have to do attend like a weekend course where it, it's a ton of information that's just you know, it's like a drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> we intentionally made it a six month course so that there's this slow drip of information that they can slowly uh, apply to their, uh, to their situation. So it's partially like, I guess, a self-paced, self-directed course, but it has, uh, has deadlines, I guess, for the assignments and for the meetings each month? Yes. Or? Yeah. So okay. if, I were to, if I were to walk you through, basically uh, video modules um, are time released. So you get, depending on how many videos are in that particular module, there are 10 modules. Depending on how many videos are in each module, you get 
from a two to three week time period to get through this. And it's really simple to get through. It's, it's honestly not a big time drain. If they were to just watch one video a day and they can do it on their own time, they can do it at home, whatever. Um, one video a day, get, they'll have plenty of time to watch every video and do the test and be done before the, the next module is ready to drop. So the requirement is they have to get through all the videos and they're from anywhere from two minutes to 30 minutes long. On average, they're about 15, 20 minutes long, the videos. And once they get through the videos, there's a test and they have to pass that test in order to move on to the next module. So let's say they're module one, uh, the two weeks are up, they've, they've completed everything that Monday when the next module is supposed to open, it will open for them. They can start watching videos. If they've not passed the test or not watched all the videos or whatever, that, that module will not open on that date until those things are done. Oh, okay. So like, walk us through sales fix, like walk us through the modules. What should someone expect when they sign up and start doing the program? Well, uh, when they go through, we cover a lot over six months. Um, there are some basics that we cover in the first couple modules that um, um, it is a good refresher for folks who, um, who have uh, uh, gone, who basically know some of the basics of service advising, but it's a great refresher. Um, and then it gets into some of the hardcore things that get it. It gets into numbers, understanding gross profit, understanding gross profit dollars per hour, overhead cost per hour, understanding all the things that it takes to run a shop successfully. And then from there, it even goes into how to deal with fear, how to be confident, how to be organized. It goes into some scripting, you know, how to deal with things that the customers throw at you, basically, and scripts in order for you to take, not necessarily just read off a piece of paper, but to take, and we teach our students to take those scripts, to get them down in their own verbiage, <laughs> in their own words, and to be able to relay what the main overlying communication with these scripts are in their own words, so it sounds natural, they don't feel like they're trapped from a customer, you know, customers, you know, a lot of times as an advisor, a customer may feel like, or, or an advisor may feel like a customer is trapping them, you know, by asking specific questions. So we teach them how to get through there. Now we teach them to be ethical at all times, not to be slimy, um, to earn that customer's trust. And when you earn that customer's trust, you, be, you become a long-term, they become long-term customers with you. And they don't require so much work when they, when you've earned their trust, they, they know that, Hey, I know, you know, if you were an advisor, Chris, I know Chris is, Chris is my man and he's going to tell me like it is. I trust him completely with what my car needs and I'm going to do, you know, whatever I need to do for my car to put as many miles on that car as possible. Yeah. It seems like a good mix of like personal development and sales kind of rolled yeah. into one. Yeah. A lot of mindset. So let's, let's chat and assume that I'm a shop owner. Okay. Oh. And I tell you, look, guy, I don't need another sales program. Like, how do you tell me that Sales Fix isn't just another sales course? Like, what really makes it stand out? Okay. So a lot of people view sales as a dirty word, right? Uh, and I've had uh, shop owners, I do coach shop owners as well in Shop Fix, but I've had them tell me, hey, I don't want, you know, we don't want them to be selling customers. And I don't want them to be selling, you know, air quote, selling customers either, I believe a truly successful service advisor is one who understands what their role actually is in the shop, 
you know, I'm not here to air quote sell people. I'm here to educate them on the best care for their vehicle in order to get the most mileage. So my job is to let them know everything the car needs, the repairs, the service, the safety items, and then let, let them make a decision as to what to do. So most advisors get it wrong when they believe that their job is to think for the customer, to tell them that what they should and shouldn't do on their car. So I would say, you know, Chris, if you're a shop owner, what do you observe in your own service advisor? Do you, what we call prophesying sales, does your service advisor present a ticket? And then before the customer even says anything, does that service advisor say, well, you need these four things. You don't have to do this and this, but you should do this and this because they've already got in their mind, I want to sell these things. I'm going to tell them all these other things, but I'm going to take some things away. And we've trained our customer base to wait for that. We've trained our customer base to, hey, they're going to give me an out. They're going to tell me what I don't have to do. And then I'm just going to do the bare minimum, right? So what we try to get our advisors and what I would hope your advisors would feel like is, hey, when you bring your car into my shop, you bring your car into Chris's automotive, what we present to you is the full uh, product and it is the best thing for your car. All the services that need to be brought up to date, all the safety items that need to be done, all the repairs that need to be done. Here it is. Here's everything needs to be done in your car. Um, and it's this amount of money and then just shut up and stop talking and let that customer just kind of think about it and give you some kind of clue as to do they not trust you? Is it a price thing? Um, I think the problem is with our service advisors, they assume it's always a price thing, right? And it's not always. Um, I've got stories where I've had customers call me and ask me, ask me just to get my opinion because I was their service advisor years ago and they trust me. And so they want to know, you know, do I really need this stuff? <laughs> they just want to trust you. So I would ask you, does your service advisor present everything as if it's the best thing to do for, for their car? And they reset for every customer, not assume that, you know, uh, you know, this young, I don't know, single mom comes in and she can't afford to do anything on her car. Why would you assume that? I would, as a customer, I would want you to tell me everything that my car needs and let me make the decision. It's my car. I'm a grown adult. <laughs> I can make that decision. And if I need help with that decision, I'm going to ask you for it. And so that's the service advisor's role. Once they determine, okay, let's say the customer says, that's a lot of money. That's a clue. <laughs> that's an easy clue as like, hey, uh, it's a money thing. Well, no problem, Mr. Customer. I'm going to walk you through this and um, let's find out what you can't afford to do. And then I'll walk you through the things that you should tackle today and the things that you can put aside till the next time you get your service done, because I want the best for you and I want the best for your vehicle. I want you to get as much mileage out of this car as possible. Um, and so if that service advisor is viewing their role in that way, they've got it. If you as a shop owner don't see that at your front counter, you need this program for sure. Yeah, no, you said a lot of really great things that I definitely resonate with. And I think probably a lot of people can benefit from just the, the whole concept of putting the repair order before the customer and not saying anything. Yeah. That's one of the things they teach you in fundraising. You know, when you make that, when you make the ask for a person, yeah. you make the ask and you just close your mouth. You let, them, you, yeah. you let them determine whether or not the, the ask is too much, too little, or you let them negotiate the ask. Okay, well, can I give you X amount of dollars instead? And I mean, in fundraising, in fundraising, it's all equal. So yeah, I'll take whatever you're willing to give, but this is what I'd like to have. But hey, let's sure. have it. Do you feel like, you know, service advisors sabotage themselves by talking too much? Like by 
like, you know, by getting caught up in fear of losing the customer, fear of losing that sale, that close to, you know, and helping that customer. And they talk themselves almost out of the entire repair altogether. Yes. Very often. I mean, I'll walk into a dealership and I'll hear a service advisor do it every day, you know, all the time I walk into a, a shop and I'll hear it all the time. It's because they're scared of silence. Right. And I was too. If you just present everything and then shut up, like I said before, we've trained our customers to wait for the out, just present it. Like, why wouldn't they do everything? We're the best shop in town. We've got the best techs. We put the best parts on it. We've got the best warranty. This is going to make their car up to date with everything. Why would they not do this? That's the attitude they need to have. And then just shut up. And first one who talks loses, right? So then, <laughs> so then, so then uh, you know, it, the customer says something, then they need to be able to clue into those clues, you know, clue into what, from what they're telling me, is it, do they not trust me or is it a money thing or what is it? And I, that's when, you know, we try to give them that skill set to determine figure out what's going on after that. And then what we call, you know, prophesying sales is when a service advisor just, they don't like that silence and they say, you know, you don't have to do this and this and they, and they lose, right. They, they, they really decrease their ARO by prophesying those sales and taking things away right from the get go. Yeah. And I like what you said also about helping the customer understand that everything doesn't have to be done right away, that they can schedule the next appointment to get it For all sure. done. It's, it's, it's no different than, you know, when you, pay bills or whatever, when you've got to negotiate a cost or you've got to split a bill or whatever the case may be, it's the same thing with your car. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Hey, okay. You do this today to keep your car, you know, drivable, and then we'll come back and work on the rest before the car becomes undrivable again. Yeah. And the key, and the key to that is don't do that right out of the gate. And that's where so many advisors do it out of the gate. Just be quiet until the response happens. Then you can start doing, then you can give them a plan to take things away, but don't do it right from the get-go. Don't do it right from when you present and then take things away. That's when you shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. And so is there, is there a module on this topic? Is there a module about overcoming objections or is there yes. a part of a module about overcoming objections? Yes, I feel is. like that'd be mission yeah, critical there, for a lot of advisors. Absolutely. There is a, there is a video called overcoming objections and it's, it's a whole, you know, series on, you know, all these different objections that you get and the different things customers say and, how to read those things and what to do in those situations. Um, so yeah, it's all in the program. Awesome. So let's talk data a little bit. You know, your website states that you know service writers have gone through the program and have helped their shops increase their ARO by over two hundred dollars monthly. I know how have shops, by their way of service advisors who completed the program, been successful using SalesFix. So um, we've tr we track our service advisors that join the program. So we we ask question, we ask key questions, um, you know, we ask what their, what their current average ARO is, what their close ratio is, what their best month sales are. And then we ask the same questions at the end of the six months. And what we found in all the data, we've had about over 450 students graduate from the program. And the data that we've got is on average, there is a $200 increase in ARO, a 14% increase in close ratio and a 26, over $26,000 increase in best month sales. And that's average. So some have been less, some have been more, but averaging it all out, that's what it comes to. So I think those have been, you know, really good, really good, you know, return on investment for shop owners who put their, their people through the program. 
Yeah. And what do you think attributes to that shift? Like what, what is the service advisor really taking on that helps them get that mind shift that helps push the ARO up? Um, I think it's a lot of things. I think um, a little bit of what we talked about before the whole, not under, not realizing that they're doing what they're doing. Uh, the prophesying sales things we were talking about. Um, we tell our shop owners to, if you don't list, if you don't record phone calls, you need to start. You need to listen to them, but you also need to let your advisors listen to themselves. Uh, a big thing that I did when I was a manager uh, at Eurofix was uh, some of my newer advisors, when I heard things, I would bring those recordings up and I'd bring them back and let them listen to themselves. Uh, a lot of times, you know, it can be corrected if they just realize they're doing what they're doing, right? Um, so that's a big thing. I think a mindset thing, them understanding the numbers is huge. Because a lot of times, uh, you know, shop owners will ask advisors, I need this out of you. I need a $500 ARO. I need, but they don't know why. And so when they know the why and they know how to get those things and what those things do for the shop and for them, because I think we empower service advisors to realize that this is a great career that they can really propel themselves in this industry. So I think those things, uh, you know, are, are what we address and those, that's what we can attribute to the increases that we're, that we're seeing across the board. Okay. And so with the program, is there, you know, I think you mentioned the zoom before, but is there ongoing accountability baked in? Like, is there a Facebook group or coaching calls or other things yeah. that, that you guys do for the advisor during the course of the program? For sure. There, uh, we, I, I like to look at the program as kind of like college, right? So it's a, it's a video course, you know, all the data and the information is in our videos. I look at the videos as the, your college books, right? And then there is a weekly zoom call with the trainer. So the class gets together on a zoom call for about an hour, once a week. I look at that as the classroom. That's where the concepts that you're learning in the modules, you're discussing with a group in a group setting with a trainer. And then there is a Facebook group, Facebook student group. I look at that as the campus. That's where uh, the students are able to ask questions, ask each other questions, ask trainers questions. Um, we do uh, offer other things for uh, our advisors as well. We do what we call a night shift call. We try to do it quarterly and it's a, Zoom call that happens at night, um, and we just invite everyone in to do, do a small training, and we just let the students just kind of talk about whatever it is they want to talk about on, on that uh, on that webinar. So there's definitely a lot of things baked in for them to uh, to get the most out of this program. And so once the program is completed, what's next for the participants? Okay, so what we're developing now uh, is currently in beta testing is what we call the LEAD program, Leading Edge Advisor is what that acronym stands for. And what I found, um, we do at the end of the six month program, there is a graduation that occurs in Nashville. So they come here, they have a day's worth of, of uh, trainings and um, they listen to speakers, they do breakouts and they have a graduation where they receive their certificate of, of completion for the course. What I've found during these graduations is in some of the breakouts, there are still some things that some folks are struggling with a little bit, even though we've seen such great increases in ARO and close ratio and best month sales, we're still seeing some things that could be kind of shored up a little bit. And I believe coaching is a great thing, especially one-on-one -on -one coaching. So we're beta testing this lead program. It is a one-on-one -on -one coaching program for students who have gone through the program and it is for them to be assigned to a specific coach 
to be on phone calls with that coach. Uh, requirement is you have to have the ability in your shop to record incoming and outgoing phone calls. Those are used to review um, what are what is this advisor struggling with? And I think um, a lot of times we can get even, even more um, progress out of a, an advisor and get them even better if a coach can jump on a call one-on-one and we they can talk through things they're hearing and that advisor can talk out, hey, here's here's what I'm struggling with my day to day. Here's what I'm dealing with. You know, I'm struggling with um, trying to get, you know, technicians to, to get through things I need them to get through. And it's just uh, helping them to deal with these things. And a lot of times it's just mindset issues and them understanding, Hey, you know, when, when you do these phone calls, you're still doing this, you know, and that's kind of a basic thing. What, what is it that's in the way there? What, how can I help you get the practice in and so it's accountability is what it is it's it's one-on-one accountability there is accountability in in the regular sales fix program but it's a classroom setting when you put somebody one-on-one that person tends to not want to disappoint the coach and so that person puts a little more effort into trying to get through and, and improve the things that they want to improve so that's what we're beta testing right now um, and we're hoping to have this program open uh, this summer Okay. And what other future plans do you guys have for the program? Um, Possibly some weekend intensives. Um, We're testing one as well coming up here this summer. We don't want to, you know, jump too too ahead of ourselves. The the regular sales fix program is doing a great job. We're trying to get it, the word out uh, to the public more for that. But I, I think in the future, there could be a weekend intensive, maybe a precursor to uh, the the sales fix program there may be some just refresher courses that we're we we do have had people ask us that question hey you know i've been through the program do you offer any kind of refresher courses and so those are some things we're trying to think through and figure out the logistics on that okay great and uh yeah is there anything else involving the program that i may not have asked you that you feel like is pertinent to share i think you've pretty much touched on everything so yeah Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, well, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Yeah, and for shop owners, if you're interested in learning more about SalesFix, you can head over to salesfixacademy.com to get pricing, course descriptions, and other pertinent information about the program. Thanks again, Guy, and good luck with your program. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. Now go make the rest of your day the best of your day. And we'll see you back here next week on Ratchet Radio. 